Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. I wasn't recording, we had to start again, and we lost all the goodness of the intro. Hello everyone, yeah. we are both recording oh. this time, really, we really are. It's you really, whatever really threw me that time, Mr Salmon, I honestly didn't know we'd started. You swine! It's whatever works, your favourite podcast of the fortnight, dear listener, and we're here today with show 172. It's the middle of October, and that's a train going by. Hello train. Now hang on, what, what month did you say, Ted? Oh yeah, I got into trouble for that. We'll deal with that now, shall we? Um, Ian Watson. Ian Watson says Ted was obviously testing out his time machine on the last show, as he said it was the thirtieth of November. <laughs> he, he probably signed up. He probably signed up to an NDA, so he can't talk about it. But I'm sure he's reviewing a time machine for a future show. <laughs> it took me a while to get my feet back on the ground after we had that Doctor Who episode when we recorded it before we'd done it and they heard it before we'd recorded yeah. it and it all, oh dear. Oh, I can't cope, matron. No, oh, <laughs> no, no stop don't. it. Yeah, have you finished your introduction, Ted? I want to ask how no. you are. Oh, uh, what, whatever works, dot works is our website. <laughs> Links to all the stuff we're going to be warbling on about today is there. And don't forget AidenBell.com for Aiden, TedSalmon.com for me, and whatever works MeWe group is where we like to hang out with you and find out whatever works in your life. So do let us know that. And if you want to buy me a coffee, I'd be very grateful. It's at paypal.me forward slash Ted Salmon. And occasionally we plug the... Um, Amazon link because if you send us um, some money for specifically buying stuff for, for whatever works, you can send it to my email address, um, a gift voucher on Amazon, and you can do that um, anytime you like. And we'll turn it into something interesting to talk about. Right now, you can go forward. <laughs> right, well, I just wanted to say, how are you, Ted? But more than that, sort uh, of passing, how are you? We all ask because you have, of course, been very poorly with the COVID, and by the sounds of it, you're on the way back. Yeah, I, 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 I'm all but symptom-free now, which is really encouraging. However, I do sometimes just feel in the evening when it's cold, something in my lungs, in my chest. Right. Um, and sometimes I still do a bit of coughing, but it's nothing. I'm not coughing anything up. It's, it's absolutely fine. It's dry a dry cough, really. Um, so, yes, in answer to your question, I think, fingers crossed, um, I don't have anything lingering like you have. Well, now that's very interesting. Now, if I if I dare mention my own COVID after getting my wrist slapped last time, <laughs> no. But seriously speaking, it's interesting then because I had a relatively mild time with the COVID, and yet even this very day, twelve, thirteen, fourteen weeks later, I've still got a tight chest and long COVID symptoms. Right. Whereas you seem to have got away with a with a, a harder, heavier hitting bout of the covid but then yeah. getting better again so i'm i yeah. suppose in a way what you've gone through is better because it's sort of stings a little but not for long and then it's done yeah and those four or five days at the beginning were just horrendous yeah. I, I basically i basically went to bed and just stayed there and it was just i hated but i hate being ill it's dreadful right. i'd be the world's worst patient but yes maybe i've done it the other way around so um you you, you take your chances i suppose I'm very glad you're well, Ted. I've got to tell you something that just happened just minutes before we started recording. I've invented penicillin. 
I'm feeling You're quite... too late. It's, it's, it's similar. I know how the guy felt. Last night, um, I went through the procedure I go through very often of putting bread in the bread machine, as people do. You know, flour, water, sugar, salt, put it all together, put the thing on, set the timer, go to bed. This morning at 10.30, the bread machine went peep, 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 and I opened the bread machine, and there was this very sad-looking lump <laughs> at the bottom of the tray, and it oh, hit yeah. me. Oh, somebody forgot to put the yeast in. That's never um, happened to me before. And I sort of released this thing that thumped onto the working surface. And I thought, well, that's for the bin, I'm afraid. And then I thought, oh, I'll just leave it there. You never know. I'll give it a taste. I've just had lunch with my mother. I cut myself a piece of this. It's gorgeous. Oh. I've invented unleavened bread. <laughs> this it's is too late. You know, sometimes <laughs> if you go to, if you've seen, you know, in, in posh, posh restaurants, they give you little slices, slithers of bread before your meal with fancy butter. And yeah. you think, oh, I wonder how they do this. This is lovely, yummy bread. It's even slightly warm. Well, that's what it is. They just don't put the yeast in. This was gorgeous, Ted. I recommend yeah. anybody who's got a bread machine, just make a loaf and leave out the yeast for once. You'll get something that's a third of the height and three times as dense. But my golly, it's delicious. Yes, there are interesting breads, particularly the Bangladeshis and Indians make breads, you know, like naan bread and yes. and and um, chapati and stuff like that, which is, you know, flat bread, basically. Yeah. And it's just really, really nice. Just for a change, isn't it? Well, there you are. Late to the party, as always. I've just hey, discovered bread without yeast. Gorgeous. I've just got a text message. Saying? From MBNA saying a payment of £12.99 has been made to your credit card. You can spend it if there aren't any restrictions on your credit card. What? I've got a credit card that I don't use for credit, but I use for paying for stuff, and it gets paid off at the end of every month. Yes. Um, so it's not really a credit card. Yeah, but they've yeah, just yeah. given me, they've given me £12.99. No explanation, nothing. What's that about? Well, we, I, we need to find, you need to look into that one, Ted, and let, uh, t and let us know. Yeah, very odd. Anyway, um, laying that aside, <laughs> let's go to your heating project. What so, is the latest on that? You've, you've made 12 quid and we've only just started. This isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my heating project. Thank you. It's pretty well up and running now. Radiators are all set up. Uh, thank you for asking. Um, we've only, at the moment, you there are... You told me to. <laughs> <laughs> There's still only three actually running because the weather is not that cold yet. I'm just taking care of my elderly mother to make sure she stays warm. So her bedroom's on, the lounge is on, and they work a treat. And I was very pleased. Um, Jim Fowl, one of our fabulous listeners, very, very loyal. Yeah. loyal Hello, loyal. Jim. Hello, Jim. Loyal Jim got in touch to ask me for a few more details, which I gave him, and he's bought one too. So, um... I think I need Excellent. to be on a commission from DeLonghi Radiators. Um, well, you got them for half price to begin with. I got, you? yeah. I got, well, I got, <laughs> I got ten percent off because the twit who delivered them didn't ring the doorbell, which I thought was pretty dangerous. Yeah. And you remember, I contacted them, and to my amazement, they were they took it very well and said, "Right, ten quid re re refund. Sorry, ten quid, ten percent refund straight away." Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is I bought a portable gas heater. Do you remember we talked about this oh, on a previous yeah. show? I ended up buying a £130 one from B&Q, a real mm -hmm. shop, put it in the back of my car and drove it home, I did, mm. um, which has gone in the garage and I, you know, fingers crossed, I'll never need it. I also went round to the local camping shop, which I know, and talked to them and they sold me a canister of gas, four kilogram uh -huh. canister, 70 quid. Ouch! What? 
Yeah, I mean, I was uh, whoa, really? Oh, that, 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 that's the initial payment yeah, for the bottle Yeah, he explained as well. it to me yeah, about yeah. bottles and refunds, and, and I yeah. said, well, I don't think I'm ever going to use it. And he said, well, then bring it mm. back and we'll give you the money back. So yeah, that all seems yeah. fine. So that's now in the garage together with the heater so that in the event that the, our darling Prime Minister can't crashes the country <laughs> and we have no electricity, um, I can get this thing out of the garage and keep my mother warm for a few hours. Did, did you ask him how much just the refill will be? I didn't, no, but he did oh, say right, it would okay. be a lot less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to know how much it is. But I was dithering but, between the 4K and the 8K, and then I thought, well, I only need a small amount. I'll take the 4 God knows what the 8K one would have cost. If you change your mind later, you can just take it back and that's That's right. Yeah, he basically yeah. explained that to me, yeah. yeah. Or if I do use it and I go back for a refill, as you say, the refill is a lot less. So basically you're yeah, paying yeah. a lot of the upfront payment is for the can. Very good. Well, I'm glad your heating system is working out. I, I really like those portable gas heaters. They're so incredibly efficient when you live in a situation where you haven't really got any efficient heating. And you put one of those on in a room, shut the door in a room, and within like 10 minutes, you're turning it off. It's so hot. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm scared of really gas. Impressive. Gas and snakes I don't do. And I just think, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I put the cylinder in the garage and close the door and I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> Thank oh, you very much. Anyway, just um, another bit of feedback from the last show. Was oh, yes. the Just to clarify, because I th- when I was talking about this, I thought you'd probably picked it up wrong. <laughs> oh, I've got to sit the, in the corner the, now. <laughs> the, the Fresh Force Potato Ricer, you said to me, um, surely it's too hard to push through. And I said, no, no, it's not. It's easy. Well, the, the, the bottom line is that I think you were thinking that it was raw potato. And I it's not. Was... You cook them first I thought and then push them yeah, through. Yeah, I thought you'd do the raw potato and then you put it on the top of your shepherd's pie and put the shepherd's pie in the no. oven for an hour and a half. And no, I thought, isn't no. that clever? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You would, you're right. You'd never get it through the holes. That's what um, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. And listen, on the subject of being a twit, and that, as in me being a twit, <laughs> I did something else this week. You know, growing old's a sod, I tell you. Um, I did some DIY job, I don't remember what now, and I got yucky hands and yuck, greasy fingers, and so yeah, I went in the kitchen. You did. Shut your face. You oh, dirty don't, boy. don't. <laughs> and I went in the kitchen and got some washing up liquid and washed my hands, and all was well. It was only the next day when I was in the garage that I spotted the can of Swarfiga <laughs> that I'd made such a fuss about buying. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't yet opened. <laughs> yeah. I when wonder if I'm at that age it. now where I need notes all around the house saying, don't yeah. forget to use the Swarfiga. <laughs> Put it under the sink. Yes. That might be easier. Um, oh, oh, we had Prime Day this week. Did and we? Oh, I thank to goodness report, I missed it. <laughs> Save yeah, me a well, bubble too. I have to report that I, I didn't miss it and I, I was looking for something to buy and I just couldn't find anything. The only thing that I was looking for was really is a, was a new telly. I have come Ooh, to the conclusion. Goodness, that's not an that only, my, that's a major. Well, yeah, it can be. I came to the conclusion that my 28-inch TV is actually a bit small and it was really cheap when I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, maybe it's time to... So I talked my mum and dad into buying me one for Christmas. Oh, lovely, OK. And um, I went off looking for one. I measured the hole where the TV's got to go into, the, the, the nook in the corner. Yes. And I thought, right, about a 36-inch TV will be just the job. So I go off to try and find this television... Can you buy a television for love nor money <laughs> anywhere between 32-inch and 40-inch? I defy anyone to find one, well, on Amazon anyway. You, maybe you can elsewhere, but th- there's a gap. There's a gap between 32-inch and 40-inch, and you can't find 
a TV in that size. So I've either got to go just a smaller than I wanted to or bigger than I wanted to and try and jam it in the corner right. somehow. So it was interesting. I wonder if that's um, something to do with machines and how they make them and that machines can only create a product of a certain size and in order to get the 36-inch that you want, a whole new setup would have to be created. I don't know. Yeah, no, nor do I. But it's a, it, it was a bit of a, re a revelation. Anyway, so that's all I was after, and I couldn't get that. So Prime Day went, came and went. I was to wait for Black Friday. That's in November, I think. Goodness, I didn't even know it was Prime Day. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably because I was really busy editing. I'd like to do a quick shameless plug before we move on to our feedback, if I may. Um, my Santa Santa project I won't bore people with, but I've been working like a swine on the videos. And one by one, I'm popping them up on YouTube. So if anybody's interested to hear and see a bit of Aiden Bell-ism, uh, there'll be a link on my website to it. That was all. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Very, very good. No problem with you doing shameless plugs. It's just everyone else we don't want. <laughs> right, feedback from the MeWe members and the group. And the group. Matt Jones brings us silly colour names. If you remember, he brought us silly colour names um, oh, a yeah. couple of shows ago. And unfortunately, <laughs> we sort of ganged up against him. <laughs> but he's replied very nobly, saying, being a great believer in the democratic process, I humbly accept my Room 101 defeat on the last Yay. show, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. However, says Matt, I do note that after we concluded that I was wrong, Ted had to ask Aidan what the hell Obsidian was. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honour. Yeah, um, yeah, a good point, Matt. But I mean, I still believe that names are better than numbers for colours. But you make a good point. If What's the point of names if we actually don't know what they mean? <laughs> Matt goes on to say, a great show and kudos to Ted for pulling it off while struck down. Secondly. Yeah, everyone seems to be saying that. Yeah, that, that, that they would not. They, they would just have stopped. But my, I, I suppose it's the, the mentality you've got with your professionalism in, in acting, and that is that my my mentality was no, the show must go on. And um, there was only one PSC that I dipped out of halfway through because I just couldn't speak. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, my I, I, went I have that mentality in all things. I mean, even you know, if tragically, if you lose a, a loved one or have an accident or something, I think. Keep going is the best advice yeah. you could ever give anyone in the world. Get back Indeed. on the bike, you know. Anyway, Our favourite um, fan of the show, Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly! And I've got to try and pronounce this. He's, <laughs> he's talking about the Zinzi Star. Zinzi Star, I reckon. 12-piece coloured small carabiner clip. Carabiner? Carabiner. Right? Carabiner. carabiner. I learned that. I can't remember why, but carabiner. Probably when you were in the Caribbean. <laughs> During my day as a motorcycle instructor, says Chris, I am not, sorry, I'm constantly handling an assortment of keys for the bikes, uh -huh. the office, lockers and various padlocks. There's the constant fear that I will misplace one. This is until I found these cracking little S carabiners. Is that right? Yes. Well done, sir. Carabiners. <laughs> Um, now I just clip the keys onto one of these and on the other end onto a larger carabiner to onto my belt, which means that I always know where all my keys are. They do look nice, actually. And if you go to Amazon, link in the show notes, as usual, um, it's littered with loads and loads of different options. The one that Chris links to here looks as though the actual clasp bitty is, is quite strong. I have had these carabiner thingies. Um, where the, the 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 thing is so floppy that the, the, you know, it, it's not secure at all. Yes. But these ones look good. 
I, I associate these with people that are climbing up mountains. But if they do the job for keys, then they do. Oh, I think these things are used... I mean, these things, uh, you see them on sailing ships and exhibition stands and people's mm. mobile phones and key... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, uh, the carabiner is sort of everywhere. It's omnipresent, isn't it? It just amazes me. You get these ones, as you say, people mountaineering or rock climbing... Mm. where they actually put their entire life into yeah, the yeah. hands of a carabiner. My goodness, I wouldn't... I mean, great respect to Chris for finding this one. I wouldn't want to put my life in a five-pound carabiner. I'd, I'd want it to be a bit stronger no, than that. But for what Chris brings us, these are lovely and probably yeah. useful for myriad things we can't even think of yet. And he can walk around like a jailer. Indeed so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got a good one. I'm bringing you lights again. I'm always a little bit hesitant to bring lights Ooh, after. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago I brought those goddamn awful LED lights that I waxed oh, so yeah. lyrical about and bought lots and you bought some and then they all turned out to be dreadful. Anyway, I'm going to stand by these at least for the, for the, what, three weeks or so that I've so far had them. They are fantastic. They are solar pendant lights. That's a weird yeah. name I don't quite understand for an indoor light powered by an outdoor solar panel. Ooh. Well, my mother and I have a sort of Laurel and Hardy routine going on in the kitchen, which is that I will come in through one door and turn on the light and my mother will come in and we have a second kitchen door and turn the light off again or vice versa. And, and I come in here and she turns it off and I turn it back on and this light goes on and off and on and off all, day, all evening long. Oh, yeah. Not only is it... I think physically detrimental to the eyes. Well, I don't think, I know it's detrimental to the eyesight to be constantly living in darkened rooms. I also think it's it's psychologically very beneficial if you have illumination and if you live in a nice... Oh, I remember this. You bought one of these, didn't you, for the garage? I've, I have bought many lights. <laughs> I've one of my fetishes, like you and AA batteries. Um, yes, I've bought lights for the garage. But the point of this light is to solve the problem in the kitchen, which is that I go in the kitchen and turn the light on and my mother goes into the kitchen and turns the light off. And the light goes on and off constantly all evening. And it's not only that, it's a tube light that's designed to come on and stay on. And that's how it, yeah. it's a cheap light because you don't turn it off until the end of the day. And if you turn it on and off and on and off, it uses more electricity and costs more mm -hmm. money. So I thought, well, come on, let's put an end to this. This. So I, I looked. I went to our favourite shop, and I did some research, and I found this fabulous light. It's it looks a little bit like a like a fan, like you know one of these spinning indoor fans. We did this before, Aidan. I'm sure you bought one for the garage. I can remember this really clearly, unless it was an no, I want one I of those. No, I am starting to. Oh, isn't it lovely? <laughs> Alzheimer's podcast. I'm starting <laughs> to recall now. Somebody put one of these on the show. Yes, I think oh, something right. like this we, has been on the show, okay. but it, it won't me, Gov. Right. Okay. Uh, so basically, okay. anyway, where was I before I was so rudely interrupted? I do apologise. <laughs> do carry it's on. Like a, it's like a spinning fan. You're so valuable to the show. Not, shut your face. Here. Um, anyway, indoor light, four <laughs> LED panels in the shape of an indoor ceiling fan, but obviously it isn't and it stays static. And it's got a, 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 a PIR sensor. Uh, on the outside of the house, you have a dinky little um, uh, solar panel. It's only about... I don't know what, like 15 centimetres across. It's not it's not huge, but it seems to be do the job perfectly. And you put one indoors and one outdoors. You put the lights up in the room and you put the thing outside. It's got four different modes. So you can have, I mean, the mode we have it on is that it knows when it's dark and when it's dark, it kicks into action. And the action is when you come in the room, it comes on all by itself. And when you leave the room, it switches itself itself off 15 seconds later. I believe the other modes are you can have that, but on a dimmer setting. You can have it working all day long without 
waiting for sunset. Um, and you can also have, I think, a permanent on until the battery goes flat. And it's got a little tiny remote control that you point at and zap just to make the, those changes. And it's fabulous. And so far, mm. it, it's been up for about three weeks now, two or three weeks. And it's worked constantly, all day, every day. Not, not been a problem. I was so impressed with it. I bought a second one for the hallway in the middle of our house, which is also dim and also suffers from the same game of Aiden and Hazel turning the lights on and off. Uh, and that one is set to be on all day long. So any time of the day or night that we go into the hall, this thing shines up for 15 seconds and goes out. So impressed was I that just a couple of days ago, I bought a third and put it in my hallway outside my studio. Now, yes, these are £30 a piece. I, I think it was slightly less when I bought them. Um, so you've got to weigh up, you know, well, you know, I've spent 90 quid on lights. How much electricity, how many days, weeks, months is it going to take to get that money back? Well, probably 10 minutes under the current climate. So, yes, <laughs> there is that to consider. But also, you just know now that whenever you go into either of the halls or the kitchen and the light comes nicer, and it's a good bright light. I mean, it's not as good as a proper full-on mains light, of course, but it's a surprisingly decent white light. Um, whenever you go into the room, you think, well, I'm not wasting any electricity because this is courtesy of God. Thank you. This is the sun. Um, so I'm really, really happy with them. And as I say... So far, so good. What about the sensor? Is that, if you stand in front of the oven and and stand still, will you, it'll go off? Yes, I have noticed yeah. that. Being in the kitchen, if you if you do stop moving for yeah for fifteen seconds, yeah. it will go out. But I mean, if I'm in the kitchen and actually not moving, as you say, standing in front of the cooker, for instance, well, then I would have put the main light on and be working under real light in inverted commas. Where have you put the um, sensor, and how did you get it? Not the sensor, the um, the panel, and how did you get it out there? Did you. Presumably well, this is this in. is DIY Aiden. Yes, I mean yeah. the one in the kitchen was easy. I mean there, there's a little um, screw connection between uh, the. the solar panel has, a, I think it's a three metre cable, and at the end of that three metres there's a little plug and screw in attachment to fix it to the light. Uh, in the case of the kitchen one, it was easy. It went through the kitchen window. I didn't have to do anything special or unusual. The one in the hallway, um, I actually had to cut the cable and put a piece of extension cable in uh, and I ran it right the way through the bathroom and out the bathroom window. Right. The one in my hallway, I actually, even more so, I had to go down to B&Q and buy a 21 millimetre long, a 21 centimetre long drill bit and actually drill through the wood at the top of the front right. door to poke the cable through. And in order to poke the cable through, I had to cut it to, because the connector is too fat, poke it through and then reconnect it. So, you know, in my case, because Aiden Bell likes to get under the bonnet, um, I was able to do all that. But basically, as I say, for the kitchen, it was very simple. You just put it, run the cable through the window. It's a fairly thin cable. I mean, I found I could close the window over the cable without any problems. And what happens on a overcast day? Have you, have, you had it, have you had it go off yet? No, I haven't had it go no. off at all. I mean, the point is, you know, it's only on for 15 seconds at a time. I don't yeah, know what, yeah. like, you know, 10, 15 times a day. Yeah. I have no idea. So when you think, I mean, I think they talk about it's supposed to last for four hours before the battery conks out. Mm -hmm. In which case, you know, wet easily covered if it's fully charged yes but as you say yeah. even if there's a even if there's a cloudy day or two or three there's probably still enough residual power in the battery to keep those days going until the next sunny day when it powers up and what is the um the um the the distance between if you open all the the fins right what's the distance between uh, I'm trying to get a scale of how big it is i would the, guess it's about 30 or 40 centimeters Okay, it's quite big then. 
Um, hang on, I'm going to do this live on air. Work amongst yourselves, <laughs> listeners. I'm running in the hallway. I'm going to measure it. Right, I'm holding the tape measure up here. Centimeters. I've done it. Look at that. Live on air. I feel like one of those DIY programs. 35 centimeters approximately. Right. Okay. So it's quite sizable then. <laughs> Very good. Well done. You can also, I notice from the Amazon page, get one with five fins. Oh, yes. I did look at those. Um, there was a re- Let me have a look. There was a reason I went against. Oh, I didn't like it. I thought it was a bit ugly. Um, right. And the solar panel's huge and it costs more. So I just thought, no, you know, having bought one of the four fin ones and found it to be absolutely fine, I didn't see any reason to. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a double head one, which is basically two of the five leave ones for set for 60 yeah. quid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, some nice options going on there, and they're not that expensive, really, are they? If they, you know, all right, it might take you a long time to recoup the money, but yes. ev- eventually you will. But also, as well, I say, unless, you've got the... unless the battery packs up. Ex- indeed, but you've also got the psychological benefit of just thinking, "I'm not wasting electricity anymore. This is just yeah. free electricity." Very good. Well done indeed. I thank you kindly, sir. Your turn. Ian Watson says, My wife just ordered some Anchor earbuds, which were sold by Anchor and fulfilled by Amazon. She received a packet of ready-salted crisps. (laughs) 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 Okay. I hope she didn't put them in her ear. That's all I can say. It's not really funny. (laughs) It comes across as funny, though. I I remember we covered the story before about someone in in a similar situation. Do you remember who was sent a block of cheese? Oh, that's right. And then there was Ian. (laughs) Forgive me, I forget which Ian it was. I think it was Ian Watson who was getting... Being sent uh, uh, dustbins, dustbins after dustbin after dustbin. Oh, that was Ian Barton. Ian Barton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) After an hour liaising with Amazon, Ian says, using the online chat, they arranged a refund. She doesn't have to send back the crisps. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want the crisps. They don't want the crisps. This is because of um, unscrupulous third-party sellers, which is why I always go, if I possibly can... I go to, um, you know, proper sellers. Anchor, in this case, you would think would be solid, but maybe Anchor farm out some of their packaging to third parties or whatever. I don't know. Yes. But you, you think you're safe with Fulfilled by Amazon, but perhaps you're not always. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I popped a thing on the what, on the Whatever Works Mimi group just the, yesterday, uh, a little thermos kettle thing that I bought. Perfectly fine, oh, yeah. works a treat. Um, and I realised I didn't need it. I wanted to return it. And again, it must have been a third-party seller because they wanted me to send it back to Russia at yeah. my expense. So, yeah, Mike Robbins responded to Ian Watson's post saying, I once received a pair of binoculars instead of a car battery charger. (laughs) I did have to send the binoculars back. What was worse is that Amazon thought I had not returned the item as the system expected me to return a battery charger, despite my making it clear what had happened. I ended up on Amazon chat having to explain and only then was it cleared from my account. Yeah, I've had that as well. Yeah, of course, because if you don't tick the right boxes... Yeah, and and they're expecting the wrong thing, yeah. and they don't get it back. James Rayburn, I ordered a set of jeweler screwdrivers and received a plastic <laughs> mousetrap. <laughs> uh, I I had to return it and badger them for a refund. Amazon are okay as long as everything is smooth. As soon as something goes tits up, yes. You, the, the system just can't cope, yes. and you, you know you get all the wonderful benefits of a of, of Amazon um, no quibble returns and all this sort of thing and and most of the time that is just brilliant 
but just sometimes it's not. Yeah, and, and I mean we, we, we laugh, but of course you know you know um, James and Mike and Ian, we we do feel your pain. I mean it's yeah. funny to talk about it, but it must be a very frustrating when something like that happens, especially if it messes mm. up something you've got organised. Mind you, I can smell a new section of the show coming along, Ted. That's what I ordered, but this is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, invite people's um, stories in about that. Incidentally, that um, kettle thingy, I very nearly nabbed it off of you. Oh yes. And the and the reason I didn't because it would be it would work quite well for me in my situation in the static, not keeping boiling kettles. Um, but the reason I didn't is that I couldn't see how you, every time you wanted to put water in it, you'd have to unplug it and take it to the tap. Which is okay if your tap is quite near your um, your your plug, I suppose. Yes. But um, it, you... what we're talking about, listeners, is a, a little thing that I found, which is basically a thermos flask and a kettle in one. So it's very small. It only takes, I think, it was four hundred milliliters, which is sort of one large mug full. So, and basically, you put the mug of water in, and you you boil it up, and it is a kettle. And when it's finished boiling, you can screw the top on and t- unplug it and put it in your bag and go away with it. And it's a thermos yeah. full of hot water. Um, I suppose the answer to your point, Ted, is that you'd probably better fill it with the cup, take the cup to the sink, and just yeah, take one yeah, cup of water yeah. and pour it in the top. I could see it working for me though, yeah. in principle. Um, did someone buy it? Uh, no, nobody has bought it. Well, so. if you want to send it over to me and I find that it works for me, I'm quite happy to have a go. And if it is, I'll send you a tenner. I will send it over. You can take one for the team. <laughs> Jolly good. Chris Kelly is next. Chris, by the looks of yes, it. Chris Kelly number two. He brings us 100 count nasal strips. Easy, easy breathing, anti snoring. These are things that you put across your nose and it basically. Pulls your nostrils apart so they don't flap and vibrate and make snoring noises at night. 66 oh. millimetres by 19 millimetres, which is less than 10 pence each. Almost cheap as chips, says Chris. <laughs> my wife, says Chris, used to spend half the night digging me in the ribs due to my snoring until I discovered nasal stripes. This sounds like an advertisement. Until I discovered mm. nasal stripes. Or strips. Is it strips or strips? Strips. Strip. These little miracles mean that we now both get a full night's sleep. Hurrah. Yeah, I mean, the reason I was able to describe them relatively competently just then is because I've indeed shared a room with a snorer who used something very similar. And yeah, I can vouch for them. They do. They rip your nasal nose apart and, and make a, a larger airflow. And yeah, they work. Do they rip your nose well, apart? Well, I mean, they, they, they open up your nose. I mean, I think snoring is because passages vibrate in your nose yeah. back and forth. And so these things make a larger nasal passage. And therefore, okay. I suppose if you put one on and you've got a cold, <laughs> God help you. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, they you, work. You reckon they work well? I reckon well, they thank work you, well. Chris. Thank you, Chris. And the last one from Chris is his racking solutions, which is a bit of a... Um, a we come back to this now and again, don't we? But he's got a shelving unit, which he says works really well. It's a, It's got a huge 400-kilogram storage capacity. Due to the demise of an upright freezer that used to live in a space under the stairs, I was pondering what to do with the freed-up space, says Chris. I decided to use it as a larder. I briefly considered mounting shelves, but... While browsing our favourite online store, I came across this racking solution. It's constructed from chromed wire, has four adjustable shelves, and it happens to be just the right size for the space. It's very robust, and due to 
its open nature allows air to flow around the dry goods stored thereon, which keeps them fresh. At 55 quid, it isn't cheap, um, but I do consider it as good value. I think the last time we spoke about this, you just bought a, 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 a rack. I was you? just going to say, it was my turn to shake the deja vu stick at you. I'm sure we've done these already. Yeah, yes. yeah we, we have a couple of times, but it, it's just nice to know that people are still buying them, I think, and they still... Um, they, they still provide a good solution. Yes, and Chris got the chance to use the word thereon, which I thought was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you one, finally. I bring you... Um, do you remember uh, a little while ago I bought a steam, a microwave steamer from Amazon, a plastic pot oh, with a yeah. lid, and uh, talked about it and enjoyed it, and you said you had the same thing. Um, yep. Meanwhile, I was spotting a smaller one in Jean-Louis, which I looked at and thought, oh, well, I bought one from Amazon now. But then I found that the one from Amazon turned out to have a really bad flaw, which I don't know how you get on with, but I just couldn't, which is it's got no handles. So right. when it's been in the microwave for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine minutes, and it's now very, very hot you have to put oven gloves on to get it out, which I was finding complicated and I didn't enjoy doing that. And after I actually burned myself once or twice with it, and then when the seal actually started to come off the other day, I thought, oh, sod this for a game of soldiers. And I popped along to John Lewis and I paid £10, um, which is quite cheap for John Lewis, isn't it, for their version, Mm. uh, which is quite a bit smaller, which I thought was going to be a negative, but actually it still holds everything I want it to. Um... But the real um, selling point of this thing is it's got two nice, fairly large, firm lip handles, one on either side. So you can put it in and take it out even when it's piping hot with your bare hands without any risk to life and limb, which I like very much. The negative which I discovered, which I'm getting used to now but didn't like, is that it doesn't, like the one that you and I had, have had, um, it, it doesn't have this thing in the middle where you can just lift it out. You know, it's got a, a sort of sticky right. up bit in the middle that you just pull, pull up, you can just remove the contents in one fell swoop. This doesn't. This, you either have to spoon or pour the contents out as if you just cooked it with a saucepan. So that's yeah. a slight negative, but again, I'm getting used to it. But other than that, um, I like it very much. It's actually, as I say, it's smaller, which it turns out to be fine, but it's got handles, which I really like. How do, do you, have you not burned Burned your, burned your hands on yours. Very, very nice indeed. Um, now, the one that I had, I have to be completely honest with you, it went back to my mum's house because I wasn't using it, and she doesn't use it either, and it sat in the garage. And I can't honestly remember even what it looked like. <laughs> I see. But, but I do remember it had that cage thing in the middle. You're quite right. right. You could pull it That's out. That's right, and, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, no, and the, I think... The, sorry, go on. Well, I think in the end, it's it started to be used not as a steamer, but just as a microwave pot to heat things in. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just putting it in the in the recycle bin the other day, and I thought, because as I say, the seal fell off, so it doesn't work as a sealed unit now. And I thought, no, I'll keep the bucket part because that's actually quite a nice square yeah. red pot. Um, but no, the USP of this one I'm talking about now is the handles. Very, very useful. Very good. Thank you. Well done indeed. Time for a jingle. Heads top tips. Heads top tips. Heads top. Ted's top tips today are seasonally appropriate. Okay. And they have been plucked from an article that I picked up in The Guardian, Ooh. and it's how to winterproof your home ah, and cut, very cut, your, cut your fuel bills, apart from putting rotating LEDs on your ceiling. <laughs> You'll confuse our poor listeners. They do not rotate. <laughs> oh, they don't rotate, sorry. Um, that would be quite good fun, wouldn't it? 
Right. So um, these are the 15 points um, which you can jump in and stop me with if you disagree. Okay. Find where heat escapes. Yes. Well, that's fairly obvious. Okay. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. Draft proof your doors. So, in other words, put your sausage down. Do you remember sausages? Oh, I do. When I, when I was a kid, we had sausages and you, you put them down at the bottom of the door. Do you remember on the last show when I was talking about my heating and the door and I couldn't think of the word that I wanted? And in fact, it wasn't sausages, but we got very excited when you'd come up with sausages. Oh, yeah. Draft excluder. That's the one. Um, uh, plug up your unused chimneys was one of them. Yes, but Ian Barton comes in and says you shouldn't do that because it stops a healthy airflow circulating. Ah. Well, that's it then. Leave all your windows open. Yeah, I, I'm sort or, uh, of with you Leave all your there. windows I'm, and I'm doors. I'm with you. I think you can, you can open a window <laughs> slightly. I, I totally agree air should be allowed to circulate. I mean, my bedroom window is open a crack all year round, but I'm not yeah. sure whether I'd leave the whole chimney unplugged. I'm with you. Plug yeah. your chimney. Seal up your windows. Well, we just dis we just <laughs> discounted that one, haven't we? Install double glazing, which I guess is always a, a, a smart yes, idea. Yes, indeed. Um, put up thermal curtains. Now, thermal curtains, um, if they're anything like thermal blinds, they're really, really good because I've I've used thermal um, uh, blinds and they they do a great job. And in my bedroom, I have got um, lined curtains. I'm not sure if they're thermal or not, but they're That's lined. That's a good one, and they they really keep out all the, the the light. I don't know about the heat. I only know thermal underwear, but that's sort of another. Yes, insulate your loft. Well, I've did got that, one. Did that the other week. Good boy. Oh, I I thought you didn't have a loft. We I have a loft. A oh, no. Flat roof. No, no, we have a loft, and I was up there with seven rolls of the stuff. So. Oh right. Have you had a, a mask on? Boy, insulate yes, walls. I did. Yes. Insulate your walls with that stuff you oh, pump in. Oh, the stuff that expands, the great fun foamy yeah. stuff. Yes, yes. Great fun that was. Um, install radiator reflector panels. Yep, Those are the things that, that go behind. Yeah. Bleed your radiators. Um, yeah, but that's if you have a radiator system in the house, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Fair Some, enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone pointed out in the show that they. Um, <coughs> oh dear. Excuse Hello, me. It's coming back. So yeah. Someone pointed out in the show that um, their radiator bleed um, knuckle thingies are all worn away, which means they've got to go and replace them all in order to bleed the radiators. It's something that I remember from my childhood. My dad going around the house bleeding radiators all the time. There must have been a really yes, inefficient yes. system. Yeah, can I throw in an Aidan Bell quick top tip while you're saying that? When we had our well, dishwasher fitted the other day, um, <coughs> the guy gave me a top tip. He said, um, you know, at the back of the dishwasher or washing machine there, there is little blue taps that you turn on and off to let the water in and out. He yeah. said every three months, just go around and turn them on and off and on and off a couple of times so that they don't seize up. Yeah. So that's sort of the Very same good. as your radiator bleeds, isn't it? Twiddle, twiddle knobs it every so often so they don't seize up. Very, very good. Tackle floorboard gaps and insulate yes. them. Check your room layout. I'm not quite sure what that means. I think it means put stuff in the room in the right places yes. to make sure that um, your... Anyway, Airflow yeah, we'll leave and, that one. That's the convection yeah. currents and all that jazz. Get your boiler serviced. Get your boiler serviced. Or yeah. upgrade Ooh, it. Oh, hello. Heat pump. <laughs> Manage your thermostat. So that, yeah, I mean, obviously it means turn it down yes. when you don't need it on. Yes. Or put a cardigan on first instead of always going to the thermostat and turning it up. And lastly, insulate your your water tank and pipes. So it's all good, um, all good advice from the Guardian there. Well, nearly all. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, tips that you 
tips that you can, you know, winterproof your home. The with. real takeaway is insulation, isn't it? I mean, they're all about making sure that holes are, are, are bunged up and yeah. everything's nicely insulated, so that you're nice and cushy and warm inside, and you're keeping the cold outside. Yeah, indeed. Still using and still using. Right, I'm still using my Sampley hot water bottle oh. with knitted cover, oh. <laughs> which I brought to the whatever works one three two in March twenty one. Oh, it's a, it's a really interesting little um, hot water bottle which you can see through. I've never seen a hot water bottle before that you can see through. Anyway, I was using it when I was sick with COVID recently, um, and it really is an excellent hot water bottle. It's a 1.8 litre, um, and it um, has got a, a, a lid on it. Uh, sorry, not a lid. Uh, um, what's it called? The the, the 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 thing you put in the top. Oh, uh, the, the, screw, the bung. The screw top the, bungy thing, yeah, yes. The bungy <laughs> thing. Um, th- that That is actually made really, really well. Yeah. And unlike my other hot water bottle, which is a bit knackered, it goes in and it feels like it's really solidly in there. Um, and yeah, apart from that, it's basically a hot water bottle, but it's got a really nice knitted cover it's on it. It's fabulous. It looks like a jumper, doesn't it? It's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little a fisherman's yes. jumper around it. It's really cute and um, it's, it's really nice. And you put your feet on it or you put your chest on it or whatever you want. And it does a great job. £9.99, I noticed it is at the moment. Can't remember how much it was when I bought it, but something like that. And um, strongly recommend it still. Still using. And in terms of a hot water bottle, a still using is a real plus because, I mean, they could degrade and end up leaking in time. So how long have you had it? It's March 2021, so over a year. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, March sir. 21. It is nice. We were having a conversation this week about the efficiency of... I don't know if you've got any views on this. The efficiency of a wheat bag um, that you put in the microwave oh, hot water yes. bottle. Oh, yes. Or a boiling the kettle one. So if you boil a kettle and fill up a hot water bottle like this one, you've obviously got to, you, you've got to pay to boil the kettle. And that water in the hot water bo- bottle, in our experience, will last about three, four, five hours. Whereas if you put one of these wheat bag ones in the microwave, which heat up in three minutes... Um, it only lasts about. It, it's not hot an hour no, later. No, You've got, you've got to keep putting it back in. Yeah. Um, and, and we were trying. I don't know if you've got any views on the likely equation on that. What in terms of microwave versus kettle? Well, it, it, using energy. I don't know, Ted. I mean, I, my no. my gut tells me that the microwave uses less energy than a kettle does, but I really don't know. Um, my experience with the wheat ones is that I sometimes, because of my cold hands, my um, Reynards in my hands, I often have one when I'm sat at the telly just to keep my hands warm. But as you say, they, they're not as hot as a hot water bottle is to start with, and they don't hold the heat as long. So, um, Indeed. Yeah, no, so hot, hot, hot water bottle, more efficient. Talking of things to keep your fingers warm... I have brought... (laughs) Actually, this is a bit of a still using, so it's a bit of a cheat, really. But cheap as chips it is. £3.38, my black thermal fingerless gloves. Yay, I remember And they're great. I've got them on now. I've got them on now, and um, they, they're they just really, really good. I, I I broke them out because my I was sat here, and I was cold. Put my jumper on, and my hands on my computer were cold. 
um, and they work really, really well. They, they, there's nothing much to say about them um, except that you you still got your fingers free, obviously, because they're fingerless. Yes. But the the rest of your, I mean, you must appreciate stuff like this. You, you've got a pair of them. I absolutely do. I found that because, as I say, uh, with this um, Reynolds, where my hands really do get very cold, unfortunately, it's not sufficient for me. Which is why, if you remember, I, I'll also yeah. be kicking out soon these hot air blowers that I have yeah. for my hands at, uh, in the winter. But I wish I could use these because I have worn them, and they are, as you say, they're very convenient. You could, you're, you're, you've got great dexterity. You can go on doing what you do with your hands, but you've got them keeping them keeping them warm. Yeah, the only thing I found I can't do with these gloves on um, is get my hand in the biscuit barrel. (laughs) (laughs) I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. What do you want this week, Ted? Or shall I tell you what? Oh, have you? What? No, I'll tell you what. Have you seen this um, mundane clock? It's absolutely gorgeous. I have. Oh, I have. I I need to to sell my mother to buy one or something. (laughs) 255 quid it is. But it just looks gorgeous. Mundane, for those that don't know, um, specialise in these kind of station style, you know, train station style clocks. And they've they've kind of upped the the ante a bit with technology with this new one, um, two hundred and fifty five quid's worth, um, and it's a, a wall clock. Um, they've integrated Wi Fi with it so that it never goes wrong. Oh. Basically, um, it takes two AA batteries in the back, so it will, I suppose if they run out, it'll go wrong. <laughs> but it but it but it talks to the um, kind of you know what we used to think of the the rugby atomic clock thing. Yes. Um, and it and it keeps it up. It doesn't need to do that because it, it, uses, it uses the, the, the Wi Fi and the yes. internet. Just like your phone keeps the time right on your phone. Um, so the, there's also an updating system built into it. So it, it kind of if anything changes, they can you can update it via Wi Fi as well. It just looks lovely. Twenty five centimeters across, aluminium, and it's just that distinctive mundane clock face look with the with the red hand, second hand with the the big circle on it it's just it's just so nice and i'd really like one of those there's no way i'm going to pay 255 quid for one but it, if i had pots of money then i certainly would because it's so nice. it is i mean it's it's like elvis and the eiffel tower it's just something we all recognize immediately and i love it and i wish i had 255 pounds because it yeah. really is a super super sexy clock i'd love to have one very really nice indeed do you know, once every hundred years, I actually get caught by adverts. I hate adverts and I make a point of not looking at them when the YouTube throws them at me. But once in a blue moon, something catches me. And I uh, often it's just because I'm sarcastically, oh, let's have a look at this rubbish then. And that kind of happened this week. I saw an advert for the Beam Hero Head Torch, which the advert told me is the most revolutionary, amazing thing since sliced bread, even unleavened. Uh, you know, it's going to destroy the <laughs> flashlight industry. It's going to take over the world, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I watched about a third of this advert and just thought, I'll look it up. And I looked up Beam Hero. And actually, I couldn't find a Beam Hero head torch. But what I did find is exactly that type of torch. Um, We've had head torches on the show before a few times. I know that. I famously wear the one that Steve Litchfield brought on that I thought was so good and cost about six quid. Well, this one isn't expensive. It's £13.99. And what it seems to be, it's the, 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 the USP, the sort of Beam Hero part, is this long band of LED. It doesn't use a torch. It doesn't use a conventional beam at the front. It's got a band. It's a bit like something out of Star Trek. 
Um, yeah, and yeah. this, and that's that's its USP, and that's what it claims is so awesomely, amazingly, fantastically wonderful, and will change the world forever. And um, I'm just <laughs> curious, and I'm wondering, at 14 quid, is it worth taking a punt and seeing what it's all about? Um, Although, having said that, you know, one sometimes thinks, well, if there is a thing called a Beam Hero, maybe they've actually caught on to something and that thing is rather good. And the one that I found on Amazon is just some second-rate knockoff version of it. So I'm not sure. What do our good listeners think about the idea of this LED strip of light on a head torch rather than a conventional beam torch? USB-C charging. There you go. Gotta love it. Great. Uh, <laughs> it's about time these USB-C was taking off in these cheaper little things as well. And they are beginning to, which is really, yeah. really good. Be interested to know how long the battery lasts. Um, I can't see that data yeah. from the Amazon page. Um, but yes, it was certainly an interesting idea. If you were doing something that required a, a broader sweep yeah, of light, yeah, if you walked at night or something. I mean, if I walked at night, I would think, okay, I'll buy one of these and and report back on it. But I just, you know, it's like so many things we talk about on the show. If I bought one, I'd probably never use it. Yeah, that's true. I've got one of these headlamps, and they it sits in the cupboard. Yeah. And I, I mean, the one that it. I have got, I certainly do. I mean, for instance, when I did the loft the other week, I had it on the whole time. I couldn't have done it without it. So this Beam Hero thing would have been very useful for that. But it's only once in a while, and I've got such a light in the garage. So can I justify another one, even if it's only 14 quid? There is the rub. Um, 2.5 hours to charge it up. Wow. But no one... Oh, hang on a minute. Here we go. How long does the battery last for? Um, about two to two and a half hours. Well, that's quite um, good. If you put it on half strength, you get four hours out of it. Well, even the fact that so it's got a half strength seems to indicate that they feel it's very strong when it's on full strength. Indeed. So, hmm. A very positive outlook. Indeed. Which is what you'd get if right. you wore it. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're going to go for an electric kettle ah. which um is made by fellows and it's called the pro studio a modern design kettle with advanced features like the um to the de to the degree temperature control the ability to schedule a specific time for your water to reach a desired temperature <gasps> sound a chime to let you know when it's ready you can even schedule multiple brews in advance by connecting to Wi-Fi oh, and using the dear. app. <laughs> oh, goodness. Guide Mode offers preset temperature settings for different styles of coffee and tea, along with increased configuration options that allow you to personalise your altitude, <laughs> hold times, altitude, and more on a colour LCD screen um, over the uh, over the air Wi-Fi updates. What drew me to this was not all that fancy stuff particularly, but it's just a really really nice design. It's, it it looks like um, it, it's obviously you, you lift it off the base, so you don't have to um, drag the, the the cable with you. But isn't that just fantastic? If you're going to have a kettle. Then why not get one with a love? It looks more like a coffee pot, actually, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. It's it looks really it's nice. It's very attractive. I mean, I do really mm. think that all these features. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are people who would find them <laughs> useful. But it's a great gadget. It's uh, you can't deny its gadgetiness and its geekiness. Yeah. It always amuses me when something is called pro. I mean, how does a professional make <laughs> tea differently than an amateur? It's my toothpaste is called professional toothpaste. Well. 
am I getting paid to clean my teeth? It, you know, <laughs> it's a strange use of the word. Pro yeah, it is very nice. It's very nice. And uh, very stylish. as I say, like you, actually, what, what draws me to it is the style. It's almost like a watering can, yeah. isn't it, as well? It yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Really nice. And black. I love the black. It's, yeah. I think I, I tend to go for black things. Over I, other me colours. too, me too. I'll always yeah. choose the black, which is good because yeah. often the black is the one that's cheaper because they think you want to pay for coloured ones. White is usually the most expensive. Mm -hmm. Chris Kelly rounds up his set here with number four. I have the Odd Brew Grinder from Fellow and can confirm that their products are beautifully engineered. The Stag EKG Kettle is on my wish list. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Okay, well, um, Chris, when you get it, let us know um, if you use all those features yes. and if it's changed your life. Chris is a man who does appreciate a lot of these these classy items and, and things. I mean, often when we poo-poo something on the show, in fact, Chris is, is the case in point where people do enjoy having those features and using them. So, yes, as you say, uh, Chris, let us know which of, the which of the myriad features you're using and which you're not. In, uh, um, after Christmas, when it, someone's bought it for his wish list. Yes. Better before. Can you hear that rain? I can hear that rain. <laughs> it's lagging down. Good old North Wales. Oh, hey. Well, while you sit in the rain. Gold star for North Wales. <laughs> Brand loyalty. Uh, yes. When I was a teenager, when I was a young man, when I was growing up, one of the thing, one of the sort of life lessons, life ethoses that I learned was that loyalty was a good thing, not only to your friends and your family, but to brands, to companies. You know, if you start shopping at, do you remember Woolworths? If you start shopping at Woolworths, Yay. you always shop at Woolworths because that's what you do. Um, which is not the same as what I, the, the more sensible thing, which is if you're with a bank, stay with the bank because over the years you will build up benefits, you'll build up their loyalty back to you. And I'd understood that this was a good thing. And, for instance, phone companies. And I've been with the phone company three. It's not actually that long. It's something like four or five years I've been with them now. But I just recently came to the point where um, three were giving up uh, roaming. So I was debating, should I leave three and go to another company that will give me roaming for a similar or even smaller price? Or do I stay with three because I want to be loyal to the company that I've been with for so long? And I put this out on the MeWe group. And as a man, I was told loyalty counts for nothing. Don't bother. What's the point? Just go with the company that pays you the best. And in the end, I did. In the end, I've ditched three. I've gone to another company. Um, and I just find it sad. I accept it. I know it's all part of being dragged screaming into the 21st century. But I think it's very sad that a world where loyalty counted for something seems to have completely died. Very sad indeed, and um, it, it, all, all, every generation, I, I can remember back in the day, you know, um, when I was a youngster, um, my dad complaining about the, the raise in petrol prices, because it went from like um, 30p a gallon to 35 yes. or something. And you and you think, for goodness sake, it wasn't that much of a big deal. But at the time, it was, um, and and I think the same is true now. All this stuff that you're talking about is is down to money, it's down to um, cost cutting. So um, th those things that you're talking about, particularly with banking, because I had the same thing. Stay with one bank for your life, and you'll get. 
bonuses and you'll get yes. um, loyalty um, uh, consideration. If you ever want to get a mortgage, you, you, you they they know you. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got a track record. But actually, that's all crap now. You, if you want a mortgage now, you just go to a broker and you either qualify to get it or you don't. Yes. You don't get any benefits from 25 years of yeah. being with one bank. It, it's just gone. You're right. It was better before. It was better when we had a, a bank manager or somebody who, uh, an Arkwright who ran the That's exactly shop. what I was thinking. It's the, they they yeah, know you personally. Yeah. So when you phone up, yeah. they say, oh, yes, Mr. Salmon, you spoke to us last year. I'm sure we can help you. Exactly. On the other hand, on the other yes. hand, some people prefer to be anonymous. Now, there's a good example of this, where my mum and dad just went away for, for a, a few days and they stayed in a guest house. And um, their reaction when they came back was there was nothing wrong with the guest house. The people there were nice enough. It was no problem at all. But actually, we'd rather have gone to a hotel on reflection um, where we can be anonymous we actually don't want to be... It, it felt like we were living with a family almost, and we don't yes. want to be personally yes. connected with these people. If you go to a, a travel lodge or a, a holiday inn, you're just anonymous, and you don't have to have that relationship with people, and you can just slide under the radar. Yep. So, you know, there are two but sides. But that's funny, because in that, res in that respect, I would be exactly like your parents. I avoid B&Bs like the plague for that exact reason. Because I yep. just want somebody to say, there's your key, there's your room, have a nice day, rather than, oh, mm. how have you come far? Would you like to have a cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go away and leave me alone. Yeah. Sit down, eat your boiled egg. You may remember, dear listener, that back in October 2016, show number 18, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? I brought or I bought, I'm not quite sure whether I brought this to the show or bought it on account of the show, but it was a 12 volt digital fast tyre inflator from our favourite store. £19.99. Um, now, it, you know, these things are, there's so many, there's a myriad versions of these. It's just one of the ones that you plug it into the 12 volt supply, you turn on a switch and it starts blowing yeah, out yeah, into I've got the tyre. Yeah. And I put it in the car for emergencies. And since 2016, I haven't had any emergencies. But the other day, I ran my mother to a hospital appointment. And when we came out, we looked down at the tyre and it was almost flat. Oops. So we limped home because <laughs> I'd forgotten I had this thing in the boot. When yeah. we got home, of course, I thought, oh, no, I've got the tyre inflator. All is saved. I got it out. I plugged it in. I put it in. I turned on the switch. And I couldn't turn on the switch. The switch was stuck. The switch was just not moving. Um, then it went and stopped. So I shook it and it went and stopped. So basically, I stood with this thing, shaking it and holding it at an angle and putting it down carefully and kicking it. And, and between all the sort of and it finally put enough air into the tyre that I was able to hot-foot it quickly to the tyre place around the corner and they sorted me out and it was I'd, I'd driven over a nail and it was a standard puncture. So basically the tyre inflator was what is colloquially known as a piece of <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't worth mm. the paper the receipt was printed on. Um, 
So I went back to our favourite store and I thought, well, you know, you can but try again. So I've actually bought one which is called a Wind Gallop. I can't review it because I haven't used it. Other than to plug it in and switch it on and hear it run perfectly and see the knee... And I put my thumb over the end and can feel the pressure of the air. So I know it works, in inverted commas. Mm -hmm. And I've put it in the boot of the car and let's hope that next time I have need of such a thing, this one works better. But the um, 12-volt digital fast tyre inflator that doesn't even have a name, I should have seen it coming, goes into room 101. Thank you. <laughs> We've got two of these. Not the exact wind gallop one, but very similar. Um, and my dad's got one and I've got yeah. one. And I recently, um, I had a, 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 a um, tyre on my moped that was going down um, and it just works perfectly. Same as you, not used it for forever and got it out and plugged it in worked fine so yeah it just depends on these makes doesn't yeah. it which one's good and which one's bad you, it's it's all a bit of a gamble with these yeah. chinese kind of stuff i suppose it? it goes back to what uh, the, the the top tip that i rudely threw into yours all of a sudden which is that things should just be tested you know pack test your gear every now and again you know perhaps every yes. few weeks just go to your car get the thing out of the boot and make sure it's still working yes that would be very sensible, wouldn't Much it? Much too sensible are for you, me. <laughs> are you sensible no, enough to do not this? At all, no. <laughs> Steve Litchfield wants to throw um, speech leaking into Room Hello. 101. I hate the way every major speech is leaked to the media Yay. the day before, so we know what anyone's going to say before they say it. I'm guessing the reason is that the speaker can gauge reaction, then tweak their actual wording. But it's all a bit silly and drawn out and anticlimactic. Yeah, when I think the I agree. Happens. Yes. Imagine if, says Steve, at whatever works tells, <laughs> Ted left a note out for Aidan explaining that he was going to call him a silly clot over lunch. <laughs> Aidan reads this and gets annoyed, pointing out his displeasure at the idea. Ted then moderates his language and actually calls Aidan a silly billy. But by then the damage is done. Why can't people craft what they want to say in the first place without forethought and empathy? Well, a lot of it's because of politics. Isn't it But just? do yes, carry on. Absolutely, says Matt Jones. It ceases to become a speech and becomes a public reading of a press release. Here, here, says Aidan. This is why <laughs> I find politicians like Farage and even Donald Trump a breath of fresh air. You probably don't agree with what they say. Here, here, says Aidan. But at least they speak their actual thoughts rather than a pre-written, probably by someone else, sanitised version designed to tell you what you want to hear while carefully redacting the parts they think that you don't. Mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know about you, Ted, but I, I totally agree. I, I agree with both uh, Steve and Matt. Um, I sometimes flick onto the GB News channel just to see what's going on and watch Farage in flight. Yeah. It's, it really is quite entertaining watching yes. him. Yeah, um, and, I, and I agree with Matt. I think both Farage <laughs> and Trump, and particularly Donald Trump, dangerous, dangerous people that I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't, haven't got the time of day for. However, I certainly agree with what Matt says. At least they speak their mind. You know. Yes, you know where you, you are. You know where you are, yes. Right, Ian Watson is um, uh, talking about Amazon. M again, missing items oh, from no. Amazon. Oh, so we've had the wrong items, now we're having missing items. Exactly, it's not Amazon's yeah. week, is it? I ordered a phone holder for my car from Amazon uh -oh. <laughs> um, for just over £20 with next day delivery. Got a message yesterday to say it would be late. Today, it says it might be delivered today or tomorrow, and if not, I should cancel the order. I've just reordered the same item again for delivery tomorrow. The price, in the meantime, went oh, up five quid. On. 
I reckon that's a prime day scam, you know. I reckon this week they, you know what they do with airline seats, overbooking yes, them. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Well, I think that, I wonder if sometimes they do that on Amazon. A prime day, you you offer more than you've got. You let people order, and then you deal with the uh, the, the the fallout yeah. afterwards, like with Ian here. Yeah. What's that? It's easier to say sorry than to ask permission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the kind good. of thing. Asses. I've got one. <laughs> Blocks of flats <laughs> that don't have street numbers. Have you come across this? Okay, listen. Only in my static park. <laughs> You're looking. My car. My caravan park's got no numbers. That, what that within the, the park? That, uh, well, within the park they have, but they haven't. Um, they haven't got any as far as the post office is concerned. It's not an address. Exactly. So this will be the same as what I'm about to say. You're looking right. for Salmon House in Salmagundi Road, and you think, oh, that's okay. And off you go. Salmon Salmon nice. House doesn't I want doesn't have that. a number. All the residences in Salmagundi Road have one, two, three, four, five as normal. But because Salmon House is a block of flats with people living in it, so you don't want to be there now. Um, you're driving up and down <laughs> Salmagundi Road looking for Salmon House. And probably Sod's Law kicks in as well, which is that you're going to be in a one-way system and Salmon House is at the wrong end and you're driving the wrong way down the street. Um, I don't... Und- I've had, I bring this up now because it happened to me a couple of times this week. I was looking for Pear Tree Farm, Pear Tree Lane. I know Pear Tree Lane. It's local. It's not far from me. I go there. I can easily get to Pear Tree Lane. I drove up and down Pear Tree Lane for ever trying to find Pear Tree Farm, which turned out to be on a very tiny little side road off there. No numbers. Why houses that are themselves blocks of flats with lots of numbers don't themselves have a single number that allows you to find it within the road? End of sermon. There are there are some oddities with the um, post office's kind of um, system. Yes. Um, and apparently the fire department, the fire brigade are tied up with this as well because they have to approve... Um, what things are called so they can get to fires. Um, so I discovered a while ago. Um, and I've got a friend who um, is tied up with the um, the publication that I'm the editor for. Um, and he changed his address recently to live in this place called... It just had a name. Yes. And, and he said to me, can you change it with the bank? And I went to the bank and the address just didn't exist. It wasn't there. Yeah. Um, it, it, and and when I, in the end, he had to go into the the branch locally and try and explain, and they sorted it out in the end. But it was just like some addresses don't seem to exist. The other thing is that um, where I live, I live in the county of Conwy here, um, and it used to be the county of Cluid, and the borders all changed. And sometimes you go to order something online using this address, and you go to put in the the county as Conwy, and it just doesn't want to yeah. know. It still has old databases that run with the old system. So uh, addresses are a bit of a pickle. Yeah, the the the, the, the chap, my friend who trains me, uh, I go to the gym with a couple of times a week. We we have to, we make small talk while we're working. He he had worked part time for Hermes delivering parcels, and we were on the treadmill, and he was telling me about how awful it is for him. For instance, with right. the where you live or the t- or the salmon house, he said, like, as I've just said, why can't places just have a number? It would be so simple and so easy to find it. But there you are. Yeah. But- they had the right idea in America. They when they when they made their towns, they just made them in grids, didn't yes. they? Yes, but also they have the they have numbers all... like you live at number thirty eight thousand three hundred and seventy four yeah, on this yeah. road because the road runs from here to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Some American things are good.
Sorry, I was just blown over by that amazing jingle there. I just had to take my... <laughs> I would like to give a gold star, possibly very late to the party as, as usual, to Google Assistant. Now, for, for one specific thing. Now, in this case, I, I'm talking about using Google Assistant via my home speakers. I'm one of those theatrical people who still has to do his accounts once a year and sit down at a table with an enormous pile of receipts and do a self, uh, you know, self uh, assessment tax thing. And I have to add up gigaquads of numbers and I hate it. And I've hated it all my life that I've had to do it. And um, for the last two or three years... I've used Google Assistant. Now, normally I'd sit, you know, I've got a pile of receipts, lots and lots of numbers. And so I would get a calculator and I would have to sort of flick the receipt and look back at the calculator and flick the next receipt and look at the count and go back and forth and back and forth. And then if, if, if I tap a single digit wrong, I've got to start again. Now I'm busy doing my counts and I just say out loud, Google Assistant keyword, 283.75 plus 32.8 plus 71.3. And it tells me the answer. And it's a revelation. Uh, again, even now, I'm still just blown over by this technology that you can ask the universe how tall the Empire State Building is. You can ask the universe to play you a Frank Sinatra song and you can ask the universe to add up a string of numbers and it just happens. And then and Google says the answer is and gives you the answer. And it, it still blows me away. Even even now, years after this, this technology has been in, in regular use, it's still I find it fascinating and I love it and I want to give it a gold star. You make much more use of. Um, I I still I still don't like talking to machines. I don't do this stuff. I I when I'm reviewing a phone, I do it to test yeah. it out to see it working. But beyond that, in my day to day life, I'd much rather have a keyboard and type things or um, a mouse to input mm. things. I I don't want to talk to machines. I really don't. I got a real thing about it. And um, I, I, maybe it's to do with the fact that you're an actor and you're used to orating and you actually find that quite fun. It could fun be that, to... yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, I tell you what, though, conversely, I hate, hate, hate the fact that the computer is trying to anthropomorphize itself and trying to behave like a human being and says mm -hmm. please and thank you and have a nice day. And yeah, I hate yeah. that with a passion. I want a machine right. to behave like a machine. But other than that, um, yeah, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks, isn't it? You're... Yeah, it is. If you, I mean, taking your example of, of doing that, those yeah. calculations, I would much rather have an old-fashioned, better before, calculator yeah. by my side and be typing the numbers on the calculator. I don't even want to use the calculator on my computer that's in front of me because then I would have to use the mouse yeah. to, to put the numbers in and stuff. And I want an old-fashioned oh, computer. Well, I will um, say, when I, previously, when I was using a calculator, I did have, I, and I have a, had a particularly large, large-button calculator, you know, one of these lovely, huge ones that's sort of, you know, six inches across. Yeah, thump, thump, thump. brilliant. Yes, but you, you must appreciate, when I'm doing my account, I'm adding up literally hundreds of numbers over a couple of days. And to do all that looking back and forth to, at, the, at the calculator, at the figures, at the calculator, you know, it's so much easier to, to just ask the universe. Oh, I just discovered that I can use my keypad. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that back. I'd forgotten about that. If you uh, if you invoke Windows Calculator, you can actually use your keypad, keypad, your number keypad on your keypad keyboard. Well, there you are. You've learned that. a thing today. Right, bring us home, Mr. Salmon. <laughs> right, then. Thank you for all of your um, input, everyone. 
from the MeWe group particularly. If you want to tell us whatever works in your life, head across there. Let us know. Links in the show notes if you don't know what we're talking about. MeWe group, we want to hear from you. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about today. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. And links there to all the MeWe groups, all your audio <laughs> podcasts, all the stuff we do. It's been great to be back with you again, and um, and in a packed program this evening. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long one today, yes. It has, yeah. So, any last words from you? As the, as the actress said to the yes. bishop. No, that'll do. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a fortnight. Back in a fortnight with more madness, so do join us then. And uh, don't forget, what whatever works, works. works. That was me orating, you see, in my thespian manner. Oh, yes, love.